Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. This morning, at this evening, I'd be preaching through an entire book of the Bible, and several of you made mention of what book that might be. A couple of you got it right, a couple of you got it wrong, and that's okay. There are many books to choose from. Some of you asked if you needed to pack a lunch um, on whether or not uh, you had the right book, and so uh, go ahead and look to the book of Psalms, if you would, uh, tonight. Uh, no, not really. Uh, no, it's not the book of Psalms. Go to the book of Third John. Third uh, John is where we're going to be this evening. The book of Third John, or the three-eyed John, uh, as one preacher said uh, one time. You say, why the third, the three-eyed John? Well, because it has three eyes at the title. Some of you will get that a little later. Be like, oh, I see the three eyes. There it is. The book of Third John. It's one of the shortest books in the Bible. That's why we can preach through it in one night. Because it's just, uh, you say it's one chapter, it's actually just uh, 14 verses is all it is. And so the book of 2 John would be just shorter than it, coming in at 13 verses. But 3 John, of course, the fourth book of the Apostle John. The fifth book that John writes would be the book of Revelation, but tonight we're going to be in the book of 3 John, and we're going to make just two points within this book and make a few comments here tonight and may let you out just a tad bit early uh, this evening. But I do want to read the entire book because it is just 14 verses, and again, we'll make a few comments here this evening, give some application to what is taking place here in this book, in these 14 verses, and then we'll be through this evening. The Bible says this, it says, The elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper, be in health, even as thy soul prosper. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Loved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren, and strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey, after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. Because that for his name's sake they went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles. We, therefore, ought to receive such, that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. 
I wrote unto the church. But Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receiveth us not. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he doeth, pratting against us with malicious words, and not content therewith, neither doth he himself receive the brethren, and forbiddeth them that would, and casteth them out of the church. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Demetrius hath good report of all men, and of the truth itself, yea, we also bear record. And ye know that our record is true. I had many things to write, but I will not with ink and pen write unto thee. But I trust I shall shortly see thee. We shall speak face to face. Peace be to thee. Our friends salute thee. Greet the friends by name. Greet the friends by name. Again, just 14 verses here as John writes this short, but really informative letter to Gaius. As he writes here a letter on how to receive a missionary. How to receive a missionary. And this evening, I want to address this topic in two ways. Now, I want to address it in two ways. I'm going to give you the outline up front. I don't typically do this. I give it to you as we go through uh, the Scripture. I'm going to give it to you in two ways this evening uh, up front, and then we'll break it down uh, as we go throughout. The, number one. We're going to look at the spiritual context of the Scriptures. Number one, the spiritual context of the Scriptures. And then number two, we're going to look at the practical context of the Scriptures. So number one, the spiritual context. And number two, the practical context. So the spiritual context and the practical context on how to receive a missionary. How to receive a missionary. And so let's pray together and we'll get started. Our Heavenly Father. I thank you so very much. God, you have seen fit in many different aspects of your word on how to address certain topics. Father, you have seen fit here in this letter from your apostle John to Gaius in this church on how to receive a missionary. Father, as we see this here, we see three different individuals that John addressed within this church. Father, I pray tonight as we see these individuals and as we look with, even within our own church, God, I pray that you would help us to be the individuals and would be a church that would receive people and receive most of all missionaries in a proper way that would be well received and would honor and glorify you most of all. 
help us in this. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So within this uh, context of Third John, John, of course, is one that uh, is an early church founder. And in the early church, the apostles were known to have traveled throughout uh, the scattering of the church. Of course, we know the apostle Paul was one that traveled extensively in the planting of churches. Now, the other apostles, we don't find uh, traveling as much. We don't know as much about their travels, but we do know they traveled some. We know that there were times where the Apostle Paul and Peter were traveling, uh, and their travels, uh, their paths, I would say, uh, crossed from time to time. We know that Peter and Paul uh, found themselves and their paths crossing uh, to the point where Peter uh, was withstood to the face by the Apostle Paul. And in this particular context, in this spiritual context of the Scriptures, I want you to see three aspects of this as we see John addressing, number one, the prosperity for their service. As he addresses first off, whom he describes as a well-beloved brother, Gaius, whom he says in verse number one, whom I love in the truth. Now this word truth is used here multiple times throughout these 14 verses. It's used over and over and over again as John uh, uses it, especially in these first eight verses. He starts off in verse number two by saying, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Now, John is addressing Gaius in the very beginning part of his uh, letter here because he is the primary leader within this church that we don't fully understand the region that John is writing to. Of course, his letter is a little bit different than how Paul is addressing in his letters, where uh, we don't, where Paul is addressing more of in a regional type frame. Uh, John is addressing the leadership of the church. He rejoices in verse number three, as he rejoiced. The Bible says greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee. He says in verse number three, even as thou walkest in the truth. So he talks about his testimony of prosperity. He says in verse number four, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. John is giving testimony here that it is obvious that Gaius is one that John more than likely led to the Lord. And John is giving a praise here of Gaius's testimony from that he has heard from other people. And John is giving testimony here. And he says here in verse number 5, Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren, and notice this, and to strangers. And to strangers. Notice this in verse 6. He says, Which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey... After a godly sort, thou shalt do well, because that for his name's sake they went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles, 
We therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. So here is what's happening within this context of what is taking place within the Scripture here. What is happening, John is saying, that there are people who are traveling on their missionary journey. And on their missionary journey, from time to time, they were stopping within this church. And within this church, Gaius would receive these people. And as these people would be received, Gaius would bring them in, and he would then care for them. And as he would care for them, notice what would happen again. As they have borne witness of thy charity before the church, notice, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. Notice verse 7, because that for his namesake they went forth taking nothing of the Gentiles, not for his namesake, but for God's namesake, they went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles. And then look at verse number 8. We therefore ought to receive such, that we might be, what? Fellow helpers to the truth. How are we to receive a missionary? We are to receive a missionary as a fellow helper to the truth. That's our role. That's our role. But I want you to notice something. He says, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence. <clears throat> I think so. <clears throat> I will be. Who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receiveth us not. So here's what he's saying. He says, while Gaius over here says, I will receive, Diotrephes says, eh, I don't think so. Why? Because Diotrephes loves to have the preeminence. So Diotrephes is a, he's a, he's got a little bit of a superiority complex, if you will. He says, wherefore, this is John speaking, if I come, I will remember his deeds, which he doeth, pratting against us, that means chattering or babbling against, talking against, pratting against us with malicious words, and not content therewith, neither doth he himself receive the brethren, and forbid them that would, and casteth them out of the church. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. So what John is saying here, he's saying, hey, there is a way to receive a missionary 
And there's a way not to receive a missionary. So he has this prosperity for their service, but then he talks about this position of superiority. And in this, superior, in this position of superiority, he's saying this is the way to not receive a missionary. So he has this group over here the, of Diotrephes. He says, you've got these people coming in, these missionaries are coming in, and Diotrephes is saying, no, you can't come in, you can't stay here. And John says, now look, you need to understand, guys, when I come in, I'm going to deal with this, and I will remember this. Amen? Amen? Amen. I'm going to deal with this. Very simply, the position of superiority. But then, in the midst of this, within this position of superiority, he gives this praise for the sincerity. Because he says, now Demetrius... He hath a good report of all men and of the truth itself. Yea, and we also bear record and we know that our record is true. I had many things to write, but I will not write with ink and pen unto thee. I write unto thee. But I trust I shall shortly see thee. We shall speak face to face. Peace be unto thee, our friends. Salute thee. Greet the friends by name. So we see the spiritual context. Basically, the prosperity for their service. You greet, you host, you bring in missionaries, God will prosper you. There's a position of superiority. John says, I'm going to deal with that when I come. He said there's praise for sincerity. Demetrius, man, he's got a great report. Now, I want to deal with some practical context of the scriptures. And you say, what, what, are, what are we talking about? Now, here's, I, I, like, I like to do what I like to call preventative maintenance. How many know what preventative maintenance is? What's preventative maintenance, Henry? Take care of things before they break, or you take care of a problem before you have a problem, right? Guess what we haven't had here? We have had no problems with hosting missionaries. Can I say that up, up front? Can somebody say amen? Amen. So before somebody gets the wrong idea that Pastor Aaron thinks that we've had a problem hosting missionaries, that is not what I'm dealing with. Okay? Amen? Okay, we're all on the same page. All right. I like to do preventative maintenance. I just want to talk about how do we host missionaries. One of the reasons is we're going to host a missionary next week. Okay. So how do we host a missionary? That's what I want to talk about just for a minute. A few minutes, and then I'm going to get you out early. One, within this, I really want to talk about Gaius, we'll talk about diatrophies a little bit, but I don't think we have any diatrophies here, and, and so it won't take too long to deal with him. But, but we're hosting missionaries next Sunday, and simply, we just need to receive them well. They're going to be with us all, Sunday, all, all day next week. 
Uh, they'll be with us Sunday morning. They'll be with us Sunday night. Uh, they'll be uh, they'll be with us Sunday morning, just kind of in the services, and so you can receive them. Uh, his name is Josh. Her name is Megan. Uh, they'll have three children with us, and so you can receive their children as well. Um, you can say hi to them. You can say hello. Uh, you can say welcome. You can say we're glad you're here. Uh, you can learn about them. Uh, you can all, all kinds of things. Uh, you can love them. Uh, you can wave at them. Uh, don't hug them. That would be nice. Um, you can uh, you can receive them. You can here's a big one. You can talk to them. That would go. That would be like great, don't you think? They'll be the people you don't know who they are. Amen. Amen. The people that you don't know who they are, the husband and wife that have three little kids walking around behind them, they'll be the missionaries you don't know who they are. Introduce them. Introduce yourself. It's a good way. Just introduce yourself. Say, hi, my name is, and fill in the blank with your name. And then say, you know who you are. You can say something goofy like that. I like to do that to people, and they look at you real weird. I do it all the time. I say, hi, my name's Aaron. You know who you are. And they look at you like, oh, what's that mean? And then my family goes, oh, dad. And Rachel rolls her eyes and says, why do you do that? And then she apologizes for me. And then the people look at her like, yeah, I don't know. And then, and then everybody's good. You see how that works? It's a lot of fun, I promise. But there's all kinds of different ways. But welcome them. Receive them. It's that easy. Receive them well. Why, though? Well, verse 7 says that for His namesake. For His namesake. Why do we bring missionaries in? Well, they're on a journey. They're on a journey for His namesake. They're on a journey for the sake of the gospel. And they've borne witness. They've served faithfully. They're on this journey after a godly sort. And we would do well, as the Bible says here, that for His name's sake, and we ought to receive such. So that in verse number 8, we might be fellow helpers to the truth. That is our role as a church to be feller, feller, fellow helpers to the truth. That's what we want to do. Here's, here's what we ought to desire as a church when we bring in a missionary or a missionary family so, so that we would be a church or a place of refuge. Now look, I've never, I've never been a missionary. Okay? So I've never been on deputation. I've never been on furlough. Um, but how, how many of you, how many of you have ever been, I know some of you, you've been, you've been at Bailey Road uh, for a long time. How many of you have ever been to a different new 
strange church before? How many of you would say it's like the easiest thing in the world to go to a new strange church? Easiest thing in the world to do. No? Seriously? So it's pretty hard? You know they do that every week? They do it every week almost. So when they come here, we ought to make it as easy on them as we can. It ought to be like a place of refuge. Where when they come in, they don't have to have a guard up, which they will though. Because you just do. You're in a new place. But after a few minutes, they ought to be able to feel like, oh, this is great. You understand what I mean? We can help with that. But we have to be prepared for that. And so that's kind of why I'm just talking tonight, okay? Again, this is just preventative maintenance. Because if we don't talk like this, we won't know what to do. And so, again, we're, we're going to have guests next week. Just, let's greet them. Let's be ready for them. Let's, let's go in and, man, hey, Josh. Hey, Megan. Hey, kids. You know, let's be ready for them. And then in, in a couple of months, we'll have more missionaries coming in. And, and, and again, it's not going to be the last time we have missionaries in. And a few months later, we'll have more missionaries in. And a few months after that, we're going to have another missions conference. You say, again? Yes. In October, we'll have another missions conference where we're going to do it all over again. And we'll have lots of missionaries again. We need to be ready to receive. And then you have, again, Diotrephes. When he comes in, and he wanted to have the preeminence. You see, Diotrephes was the guy that said, basically, <clears throat> it's all about me. That was Diotrephes' whole demeanor. That was, that's what it means to have the preeminence. It's all about me. Now, how can I say this delicately? I can't say it delicately, so I'm just going to say it. Church is not all about you. Amen. I'm just going to say it this way. Church is not all about me. Amen. It's not all about you. It's not all about me. And let me just remind you of this. It's for His name's sake. It's for His name's sake. It's not for my name's sake. It's not for your name's sake. It's for His name's sake. It's for His honor and His glory. That's why we're here. It's not so that we can have the preeminence. It's not so that we can get what we want. But that's why Diotrephes was there. 
And he tried to run this thing so that he could have this. And he's, and John said, hey, I'll remember his deeds. And I'll remember what he said. How he wasn't content therewith. How he forbade them. How he cast them out of the church. He said, I'll remember. He said, don't follow after that. He said, you follow after that which is good. He said, because he that doeth good is of God. He that doeth evil hath not seen God. And if you need to know, he said, and just in case you're wondering what is good, Demetrius hath a good report of all men. Diotrephes, not so much. Demetrius, he had the good report. You can follow that. And of the truth itself, we ought to seek to have a good report. Again, we ought to seek to be a place of refuge for missionaries. When they arrive, when they come to Bailey Road, What it takes, it takes all of us to make that happen. That's the context of 3 John. John was received well by the majority of the church. Not by some. You see, we have to decide who, who are we going to be like. We're going to be like Gaius. We're going to be like Demetrius. Or we're going to be like that other guy. You'll be like Diotrephes. I don't think we're going to be like Diotrephes. I don't think so. Just how we receive a missionary. I think we can do this. I think we already do it. I think we can be prepared. I like to be prepared. I don't like to catch anybody off guard. So next week when the Sullivans get here, they roll up into town. They come into Bailey Road. Let's be ready to receive them well. For His namesake so that we might be fellow helpers of the truth. Be ready to receive them well. Rain or shine, snow or no snow, amen. <laughs> snow or sleet, let's be ready. Next Sunday night when Josh is up here preaching. Let's be ready to listen, to be engaged, to listen well, to receive the message of his, the burden that God has given him for the field that God has called him to. It's a wonderful couple. Let's receive them well. Let's bow for prayer, shall we?